Welcome to the Communicate with Confidence podcast. I'm your host, Luke Maxwell. This podcast is dedicated to helping you build your confidence, increase your communication skills, and implement practical business strategies. In this episode number 18, we're heading more towards the business side of this podcast, and we're talking about how to turn an idea into an actual business. Now, we all have ideas. Some of us can, the ideas never stop. Like me, uh, my ideas never stop. I literally have a book full of business ideas, full of book ideas, full of story ideas that I'm never going to get around with because there's not enough time in my lifetime to actually get around to everything. So I choose what I want to do most. But even if you think that, well, I don't have great ideas, I don't have a lot of ideas, you do. You have ideas. You just need to, first of all, recognize that you have them and keep them in mind and think about practically how to turn into a business. Now, this is the problem that I've seen, is that people have ideas. People will be excited about something, but they won't have the practical knowledge of how to turn that something, that idea, that vision, into an actual business to actually make it profitable and to actually make it stable. Now, here's the basic thing what you need to do, is when you have an idea, first you need to make sure that that idea is profitable. Now, what that means is that there are enough people in this world who want to buy this, who will buy this at a certain price that will make you money over your time, expenses, um, any kind of overhead or expenses that you'll have. Now, a good way to do this is just really to bring up like a Google Sheet or an Excel, you know, just a spreadsheet and throw in the numbers and see, um, okay, around how many people demographically would be interested in this. So, or psychographically, um, look, look, do it, look at research, look at different studies that have been done, and look at forums. You want to see how many people are dealing with this problem, this pain that revolves around this idea, and you want to see how much they would spend to alleviate this pain. For example, I love pens. Like, I really, really do, but... I don't have the income to buy the kind of pen that I want. Just a super nice, unbelievably expensive pen. I'm not at a point in my life where I can afford that. And it's probably going to be a while until I actually get like the kind of pen that I want. I mean, this is this seems like a silly example, but I just I just love a good pen in my hand. And so I settled for a cheaper um, pen that is pretty good. But so, so see, if you are if you had an idea saying, I'm going to create custom pens, it's just going to be the best pen you've ever felt and held in your hand. It'll last your entire lifetime, never run out of ink. I would be interested, yeah. But I wouldn't be able to actually buy that. So you'd be solving a pain of mine, but I don't have the money, the actual um, income to buy into that idea. So you might think, well, a lot of everyone wants a better pen, You've got to think, well, how many people actually put down the money for a better pen, especially one so nice, so expensive? See, that's a very simple idea, and you could take this to the nth degree. You can take this as big as you want. And then once you kind of like, once you have a good idea of, okay, how much, how much profit, right? How much I could actually, how much can I actually take in income? You have to figure out your expenses and to see is is this actually going to be profitable? For example, with a pen, I wanna create custom pens, gonna be amazing, I'm gonna sell it. I found out that this is kind of the maximum price I could sell it at based on my research and based on people that I talked to. 
on seeing how much they would buy this kind of pen. Well, then you got to go back to the Dragonborn and see how long would it take to make this kind of pen? How much would it cost to uh, buy the materials to make this pen? And if you turn out that the materials and the time considerably outcost the actual cost of the pen that people would buy it at, you have something that will never make money unless you change a factor. This is this is this is not the most fun part of creating a business. It really isn't. If you're not if you're not really into research, I find this kind of fun because I get to see will this idea fly? Will it not? And that's just how my brain works. But this is really necessary. Having an idea isn't enough. It really isn't. Um, and then once you find out if if this is going to be profitable, that's the first thing. And it honestly is. Because if, if it's not going to make money, it will never last. It can't move on. You can't do anything. You'll just end up in debt and it'll turn into a failure. The next thing is you have to have a strategy, a plan. Um, I usually plan about three years in advance. And it's nothing concrete. It's nothing super just stuck, you know, cemented in. I have to do it this way. It's an idea. It's my vision of how, where I want to be practically on where I could be based on the amount of work that I can put into this and the and based on how I think the market will react. This will change over time. Of course it will, but it gives you a really good idea of where you can go with this. Now, in this plan, there's a couple things that you absolutely ha need. You need your target market. You need exactly who you're targeting with this. You have to know who you are, like who you who are you as a brand. The name really doesn't matter. And people spend way too much time concerned over a name where in reality, some of the you know, biggest brand names in the world, like Walmart, like that's just a weird name, like Costco. I mean, I get it. You don't have the word cost. They have the word Mart in it. But um, I mean, I'm just picking up those examples. Target, Um, there's the names. If you think about most names, they're kind of weird. We've just taken them in because they seem normal to us now. So that's just one piece of advice that I never, I always, I always give out is don't worry too much about the name. It's not the most important part of this at all. Of course, if you pick a terrible, terrible, awful name, then yeah, it can hurt you. Um, but as long as you do some kind of testing, as, as long as you kind of think about it, um, usually that's avoided. Now, once you kind of have that set up and there's a lot more that goes into a business plan, of course, and I'll probably spend an entire another episode on this. But once you have that kind of set up, then you've got to put in the work. It takes a lot of work to start a business. I just re recently started a marketing firm with uh, one of my best friends, and we've been putting a lot of hours into it, and it's just now really getting started. It just takes a lot of time and effort, and you just have to do it. If you don't have the resources or bandwidth or time to actually put into making this business profitable, into making it work, into making it stable, then I'm sorry. This isn't a good thing to get into right now. Of course, you can always start small. Well, I mean, not always. Some businesses, you can't just start small. But, you know, many businesses, you can just start small at first. And then you can grow over time. You can test out your idea. You can just put some work into it. And then over time, you can grow to where you actually want to be. In most cases, you have a lot of time. Um, sometimes I understand some, some situations, you don't have a lot of time. In that case, it has to be your priority to make money. But in most situations, you have time. You have time on your side to develop, to build, to test, to reiterate, to evolve and change and then really make it into something great. If you're working a full-time job, 
and put and dedicate and plan out whatever amount of hours, you know, five hours or so that you have left in the day, you have to plan that out well. You have to make your priorities the priority and get that done. You have to make your weekends super productive. And that's really the last thing I wanted to go over is that this has to be a passion for you, especially if you already have a full-time job, especially if you're already running another company like I was. I was running a company, I was running, I'm running my passion, I still am, but I had another passion. It's something else I wanted to do. I saw the opportunity, I saw it was the right time, the right moment in my life, in the market, and I decided to take it. And I had to balance everything. It, and if this wasn't my passion, if it's something that I wasn't interested in, there's no way I could possibly do this. And so if this is something that you're just not passionate about, I'm sorry. It might kind of work, but in the long term, it's just going to leave you worse off um, than you were before. So the tough part is mixing the amount of passion with practicality um, into a business. It's not an easy thing, and you'll probably fail a lot of times before you succeed. But... That's the point, is that you have time on your side, you got to fail as much as possible, so that way you can take those learnings from those failures and you can use that to succeed. Oh, well, you know, doing your best. Don't fail on purpose, That's don't do that. But you know, do your best, try it out. If it doesn't work, try it again. If you're truly, if you truly want a business, if you truly want to turn an idea into an actual business, actually make it profitable. If you truly want to turn your idea into a business. You have to make your actions match your ambitions. And it'll take a while, it'll take some time, nothing happens overnight, but over time, you can succeed. This has been the Communicate with Confidence podcast with me, your host, Luke Maxwell, show notes and more are at lukedmaxwell.com slash podcast. I'll see you tomorrow, and remember to always look on the positive side of things.